Hi, everybody. Welcome to Centerpiece. Uh, Again, this is a podcast that really just goes over the word. We look at the world through the word. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. Today, you'll hear my daughter in the background because she's she's my guest. (laughs) She's the one that's going to be listening uh, to the podcast. And I pretty much do things like this because I'm a mother and... I don't know, have another way to get around this. Like, I can't create this scenario in the background that just isn't real for me. She's at home. I have such a good word burning in my heart that I wanted to get on and record this episode because I just want to encourage uh, people. So uh, this morning, I had to lift my family up in prayer because we usually pray on uh, Sunday evenings, but I fell asleep. (laughs) So... I didn't get the chance to get on with the girls and pray, you know, lift up the family and stuff, because that's like our little mandate, which we're very excited about. Uh, But I got up this morning and I said, you know, I want to lift up the family before the Lord. And a word that he gave me was entrust. And I just began going in on uh, this word entrust. And I definitely started taking some notes because I was like, this is. This is good right here, but I want to, I want to, I want to keep this as the centerpiece today. Uh, this word in trust, which means to deposit or point or set, it also means command, visit, order, review, muster, and this. Um, um, if when you look at it in a biblical sense, uh, the word says to give something in trust and. So to deposit with another person, it conveys a picture of a precious treasure being deposited as a trust into the hands of other people. And this, that treasure, you know, is is the body of Christ. Those that, you know, God calls forth to do a work or to do a mission or to do an assignment for him. He's entrusting you not only with direction to get it done, um, and going along with you on the way, he's entrusted you with the Holy Spirit. So, you know, how you handle, how, how are you handling the Holy Spirit that he's entrusted, you know, within you? Uh, and then people. So, you know, and he, and he was talking to me about me seeing myself as someone that he's, he entrusts to people, you know? And so, yeah, I have to have the kind of attitude and the kind of standards where, you can't run me around the way that you want to. You know, I want to be a blessing, but I also need to steward well the fact that he's entrusting me to you. He's putting me in your environment. He's putting me into your ministry or to whatever you're doing so that I can, whatever part that he's given me to entrust to you, you know, yeah. that I'm also stewarding well what that, that what he's given me to entrust to you and knowing my my limitations and my boundaries. And then also he gives me people that he's entrusting to me. So this um, is just really rich. And I went into Acts 20 because I began reading through all of the verses in the Bible that have, you know, entrust, have this idea of God entrusting this treasure, his treasures, which are people. It could be money. It could be knowledge. It could be wisdom. It could be all of these things that encompasses our almighty, wonderful God. But 
you know, when I'm thinking about this, this one, this scripture stood out to me, but I began, I'm going to read the actual chapter, Acts 20. And this is Paul in Macedonia and Greece. And this is kind of him traveling through to these other places, but he, it, it's powerful. So let me go ahead and get into this. This is Acts 20. When the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples. And after encouraging them, he said, to, he said goodbye to them and left for Macedonia. So obviously we see that there was an uproar that had ended. There had been some friction, some trouble that came. And he had to basically encourage those disciples. Again, we see this entrusting. This is how he's treating those that are being entrusted to him. After traveling through that area and speaking many words of encouragement, he arrived in Greece where he stayed three months. And when the Jews formed a plot against him, as he was about to sail for Syria, he decided to go back through Macedonia. Okay, so then it gets to verse 7. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Since Paul was ready to leave the next day, he talked them, to, he talked to them and kept on speaking until midnight. Again, I just want to take this break and, and, and just uh, uh, illuminate that this is, a, again, a, a characteristic and a trait of just really honoring what God entrusts to you. Him speaking until midnight, like that's long, and we'll see what happens because that's going on. Now, there were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered, and a certain young man named Uchishas, seated in the window, was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul was talking on and on. And when he was sound asleep, he fell from the third story and was picked up dead. But Paul went down. <laughs> he threw himself on the young man and embraced him. Do not be alarmed, he said. He is still alive. Then Paul went back upstairs, broke bread and ate. And after speaking until daybreak, he departed. And the people were greatly relieved to take the boy home alive. This? So I don't know if anybody else can hear how powerful that is. This this is the love. This is the, the this is the substance of the love that is just so selfless. And that's so not only selfless, but secure in knowing that you have when you walk with the Holy Spirit, this kind of confidence and this kind of power that you're walking in is unbelievable. The the levels of love that you are able to operate towards other people this man was sinking into a sleep and he fell out the window and died <laughs> paul went down there and he threw himself on the young man because he knew that that was not god's will so when you're walking in this in 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 this um this beautiful office of being entrusted with people god is not going to fail you he's preaching and, and spending his hours teaching them and explaining to them and sharing with them God's word. And even when they fall into trouble, he is right there as their leader, as their apostle saying, I got you. <laughs> you are not going to die. You're not dying on my watch. And that is the devil trying to lie in his face. Like, uh-uh, see, this should discourage you. But it did not discourage him because he went right back upstairs. He broke bread and he ate. And again, I'm just kind of illuminating this word in trust and how God was showing me the character of, of a person that he has entrusted 
with his people, with his resources, with his power. So we're going to go on to verse 17. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. Now he's calling people to come to him. Oh, I'm sorry. I, w- I skipped over a part. Verse 13. We went on ahead to the ship and sailed to Asos, where we were to take Paul aboard. Okay. And I love this part too. He had arranged this because he was going there on foot. And when he met us at Asos, we took him aboard and we went to Matilne. Sailing from there, we arrived the next day opposite Chios. The day after that, we arrived at Samos, and on the following day, we came to Miletus. Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia because he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. He, was, he, needed, he, he needed to get to Jerusalem because we'll see now why, and the Holy Spirit had already warned him what was going to happen, but from Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. And when they came to him, he said, you know, how I lived, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you. From the first day I arrived in the province of Asia, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears, especially in the trials that came upon me through the plots of the Jews. I did not shrink back from declaring anything that was helpful to you as I taught to you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and Greeks alike about repentance to God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I love that. Okay, so we pondered upon what Paul is saying, this good news of God's grace, this ministry of testifying the good news of God's grace, which just makes up (laughs) the summons. It is the official summons of people being invited into God's kingdom. So, we're going to go to verse 20. Mm, sorry, let's see. Okay, verse 25. Now I know that none of you among whom I have preached the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I did not shrink back from declaring to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and the entire flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will rise up and distort the truth to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, be alert and remember that that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you, night and day, with tears. If I can just expound a little bit on this. The message of the kingdom has come. It's God's grace, the ministry of testifying the good news of God's grace. That is the invitation into the kingdom. So when you, when you are, when you are uh, spreading the message of the gospel, that's essentially what you're saying. These kingdoms are about to disappear. They're about to be wiped away, these earthly, these earthly kingdoms. God has provided a Messiah, a Savior, a Noah's Ark. <laughs> that's what I'm, vis- I'm envisioning, this huge ark 
the kingdom being this huge arc. The rest of this world is going down. I'm envisioning this huge arc, which is the kingdom of God, who is also Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one, the one God's son. And he's saying, come on, you are invited into my kingdom. It is an everlasting kingdom. You will not die. So all of this has taken place. Paul is like, listen, I'm, a, I'm, don't, I'm not going to see you guys again. He already knew that. And now there are going to be people coming in. So now we do see parts of the church rising up, coming to, like he, he calls them savage wolves, coming among you and they will not spare the flock, meaning they will teach you anything in order for you to follow them, which means that they are willing to distort the message as well. And this is a lot of what we see, you know, today. And it's sad. Because people will distort the message. If God give, if God did not give you a message of the God, of the good news of God's grace, then you probably shouldn't try to share it. <laughs> uh, the message that you feel like you have. But if He has this, um, this, 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 this spirit of who He has entrusted you with and who he is entrusting to you will not be done in this kind of wicked and messy way. You won't come in um, distorting the truth and draw away people from what they have already been taught. So he tells them, therefore be alert and remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. And now I commit to you, commit to you, to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. And again, that is just, it just preaches by itself. It is the, the word, the grace in the word that builds us up. We are an inheritance and we have to hold on to that. You have to hold on to these words because they're true and they're right and they're beautiful. Thank you for walking through this first portion of Acts with me. We're reading Acts 20. And again, I'm just kind of going off of it from God showing me what it looks like when he entrusts people in a ministry to you. So Thank you so much. This is the first part. So just uh, keep uh, keep on to the next part. And then it's going to get into more detail and just more of the beauty of how we see God uh, entrusting someone with his message and ministry and his people. Thank you.